Hi, Kevin. This is Sonny Karras. You don't have to call me back, but I just wanted to tell you I was at my 51st high school reunion in Pittsburgh this past uh, week. And a guy came up to me that I went to high school with. He lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And he was talking about that podcast. I thought that was really neat stuff. Talk to you later. Welcome to the Coach's Lounge Podcast, dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge now. All right, we are back in the lounge, back from San Antonio, back from the road trip, back from the camaraderie with the other coaches. Uh, the last two episodes have been uh, crazy, to say the least. They were, right, Coach, it's fair to say those were our wildest episodes, yeah? Yeah, without a doubt. Had a lot of people tell me that, for sure. I don't know if you've been hearing uh, any of the, like, Twitter chatter have you been hearing any of this stuff online the the, the feedback oh, the, the traeger uh charcoal uh the whole deal yep that yep. and then the underwear thing you know the underwear <laughs> with the sacks in it i mean are you a boxer brief guy or tidy whitey or do you like the the sacks in in, in the underwear all this stuff? i mean like it, it's going on non-stop people are going you're either team traeger or team charcoal it's uh it's getting pretty hotly contested online and in a twitterverse so um it's it's been pretty intense so um in the meantime we want to thank everybody that's continued to be growing with us with this thing as uh flanagan's wi-fi is frozen up again coach <laughs> there you go what are we doing here unbelievable, unbelievable. i got so, tired of listening to you talk about underwear I'm telling you, I'm not the only one. Everybody has been either DMing the DNR, DMing our, our podcast, Twitter, or me personally on Twitter, and tell me what team they're on, what's their tribe, and uh, it's 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 pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. You never think that a bunch of grown men would be telling each other underwear stories, but it's there. I get the proof's in the writing. So, Coach Swager and I will not be talking about underwear. Well, now that you mentioned that, why don't we go ahead and tell everybody who we have with us? Because I got some things I wanted to ask between the two of you guys. Y'all might be competing for something and you don't even know it yet. So I wanted to get into that. So why don't we tell the people who we have? Absolutely. We got a, a legend in high school coaching for, for more than one reason, Coach Bob Wager. And uh, man, I I have heard, and Coach Wager doesn't know this, but um, you may not remember it. it we met Coach and I can't remember. I want to say that we went by Groveton. Myself and another coach went up there one time, and you were there. And um, it's been a long time ago. But I, the the story was un- incredible, and I've never forgotten. What, what years were you at Groveton, Coach? Uh, I was in Groveton from 2001 until 2005. And that's – yeah, I would have been probably at Orangefield. And so um, – I can't remember. We came up there and visited with you and we were, I don't remember what we were doing, but your, your story has always impressed me and uh, just the, the journey that you've been on. And then, and then of course where you are now, the impact and in Arlington and some of those things. And so Matt, we're, uh, I'm fired up. I'm excited. Talk to coach. We've been, had a lot of people say, man, you have got to get this guy on the podcast. He's the man. And so I, I've been really excited about it. So I'm, I'm hoping my internet doesn't go in and out and uh, I can actually hear the story. Yeah. Uh, otherwise no, I'll would, have to listen to the podcast. 
that'd be ideal. So Bob Weggers, who we have with us and for anybody that doesn't know, dude's kind of a big deal. I mean, like when we said how we're having, you know, coach Weger on the show, that's how, that's my, that's my, my metric. That's how I can tell because I coach Flanagan will tell you, I have no idea about anything in this world. And so I'm oblivious. I'm just walking in the dark. And so I go off of what other people say, Oh, that guy will be a good one. And it has been that. So I'm really excited about that. So I have a couple of questions for you, coach. Is it true that you read Friday night lights and that made you decide to move to Texas to coach? Uh, yes, indeed, sir. That's a fact. Come on. What that's about that? Why, what, why, what, what? I mean, that's a big change, right? Cause you were, you were at a college prior to this at Springfield right. college or in, in Massachusetts, correct? Correct. Well, yeah. the winters so, might've played a deciding factor in that alone. Yeah. And you just use the book or no. No, no, no doubt that they're, uh, they're pretty brutal after 22 years. I, I didn't get a choice. The first 22, I had a choice after that and, and I've made a good one, but, um, you know, my dad died when I was a young boy, uh, died at the age of three, my high school football coach took on a, a much greater role than just teaching me how to block and tackle. He became a true father figure in my life at a very young age. And, uh, his name is Barry Clausen. Uh, this is in upstate, rural upstate Johnstown, New York, which is the Adirondack Mountains, population 7,000. Um, and Coach Clawson was one of those guys that he just made you feel better about yourself every time you were around him. Uh, and, and he did like, he did that for everybody. Uh, much like us, right? I mean, there's a reason why we're coaches. And, and more than likely, it's because we had a coach, a great coach that influenced us somewhere along the way. So, uh, you know, had a huge impact on my life while I was uh, while I was a kid, and certainly when I played for him, uh, helped me get to Springfield College and gave me an opportunity to play college football. And this was uh, I had coached two years at my alma mater as well, so I'd spent two years coaching at Springfield, and this was in the early '90s, and that's when Friday Night Lights came out. So, you know, to try to give some perspective to uh, the Texas coaches that are out there right now. I knew about Texas high school football even when I was a young boy. Uh, we didn't know all the particulars, but for sure we knew it was different. And so, you know, when you're 22 years old and you got $500 in your pocket, you're fearless. So I sold a rusty old Jeep CJ7. I bought a Suzuki Katana 600 motorcycle. I threw a gym bag on the back with $500 in my pocket and I headed to Fort Worth to go to coaching school. That's so crazy. And the, I'm trying to figure out like – the accent, but it's not there. The first time the accent just came through was dollars. That was the only time I could, <laughs> I could pick up the, the accent. The rest of the time you, you, you had me fooled. Now there's a lot of people that listen to this that aren't even coaches. And that's what one of the cool things about this too, is just the stories. So let's rewind it a second and let's, what is Friday night lights? It's, it's basically a biography or it's a biographic novel about Odessa Permian, West Texas high school football, how intense it really is. And some coach, a lot of coaches in Texas haven't ever, ever been anywhere else and, and, and may not realize uh, that's not how it is everywhere. Oh, well, that's, that's for sure. That's, I would, uh, I may be a little biased at this point. This is year 29 for me in, in the great state of Texas. Uh, but I think it's a fair statement to say that's not how it is anywhere. Really? What makes it so different just for anybody that's, that's, that's not a Texan or a coach? Well, I think you got to first start with the, the culture of the state. You know, it's, it's something that's really important. It's the front porch of, of everybody's home. That's, that's what we are to the schools. 
Um, but it goes much deeper than that. You know, certainly you factor in that, you know, some of my coaches when I was in high school, uh, one might work at an insurance agency and he coached you after school. Another one might work in a leather mill. Uh, you know, every coach in the great state of Texas is a full-time employee of the school district. So you can make a career of it and, and don't have to do anything else on the side. The athletic period is a, is a major difference. You know, for example, we, you know, we play a game on a Friday night here at 11 o'clock in the morning. We're power cleaning. Uh, when I was playing Friday night games in upstate New York, I might be in a two o'clock badminton PE class. You know, there, there's a big difference. And so kids, when they come out of this state, they're, they're much better prepared. Uh, the, the, the level of performance is significantly higher. That ability to translate to the next level is significant. You know, when our kids graduate from, from high school, they're, they're all jacked up and they're ready to go. And, and that doesn't happen by accident. That happens over the course of a six-year period of time. Guys, Matt and I hope that you guys enjoy listening to the Coaches Lounge as much as we do recording it. We have a heart for coaches, and we've done this because we want to archive all the great stories and let people know just what great people coaches are and the great experiences. With that, today we were sitting around the coach's office, and the subject of health care costs came up. And I couldn't help but hear our coaches talk about the frustration, the fact that the small raises that they received this year were eaten up once again by the rising cost of health care. And so I had to share with them something that I want to share with you that me and my wife have found that's helped our family tremendously, and it's called Impact HealthShare. Now, HealthShare is not traditional insurance. It's an alternative to traditional insurance, and it's being used by millions and millions and millions of people been around for over 40 years. Basically, long story short, what it's done for us is for me to add my wife to our school insurance would have cost about $700 a month, and it dropped it to $250 a month. Now, I don't know about you, but that's significant. And $500, $450 a month is a big deal to me and my family. Hey, take a look at it. We've created a special link here for lounge listeners. You can get a free quote very quick without giving a lot of information. See if it's for you. That link is kflan212impact.com. That's kflan212impact.com. Check it out. Impact HealthShare. It's the bomb. Wow. Okay. Now I want to hear about all this, but first, I mean, we got, we got to know what team you're on. What, 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 what flag are you waving? Are you, are you a boxers guy? Are you a tidy whitey guy to start off with? Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I've had a transition in my life. Uh, Uh I've tried, I've tried to, I've tried to tinker with all of them. Uh, we got an Under Armour sponsorship, so there's very few garments that I don't wear that on Under Armour. So quick, quick shout out, a quick plug to, uh, to our sponsor, Under Armour, for the very best underwear ever made. Shout out, Under Armour underwear. And so we we also have Coach Luster back in the house with us. Uh, I actually, I, let me rewind it. I stand corrected. It is Coach Caveman Luster. So uh, he was one of these guys that was uh, getting just hammered online, Coach. I don't know if you saw this on, on in the Twitterverse, but they were calling him Caveman. They were saying, you know, you got you got to grow with the times. Coach Luster has been getting railed over this just Traeger shaming this whole last two weeks. He's got his Under Armour on too, though. Yeah, so he does. He's, uh, he's, on, the, he's on Team Wager right there for sure. I got to get some Under Armour. Wager or Traeger? That's why. I, I mean, I don't know. It might, you, you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, so, <laughs> have you heard about the Traeger? 
Uh, you know what? I, I did. You, you cut out, so we didn't hear it. But why don't you go ahead and ask him? Because I know what you said. Hey, here's the deal, Mike. I don't know if you can hear me now. You, I think you're a real man. No, you, you can't take the question. Whoa, 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 You cannot taint the question. <laughs> Stay non-biased. All right. Wager, Trigger, or Trucko? Well, guys, I got I to gotta pay homage to Texas barbecue first and foremost. Um, oh, we quit being a- such a politician. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we go to a barbecue in upstate New York, we cook hamburgers and hot dogs. And, and, and so uh, the art of the barbecue has been uh, something I've been wildly impressed with since I've, since I've lived here. Uh, but as a shame as I am to say it, I'm a pellet guy because time's the enemy and uh, it's quick, it's controllable. And, and so I'm a pellet guy. Prepare for the go. wrath, Coach Wager. I'm go. just telling you now. Go ahead. Let him hear it. Let him hear it, Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that took a turn, didn't it? I mean, you thought – a hundred percent. We're going straight wood charcoal, and then he just veered off, and uh, that was that was good. That's what I'm talking. He about. gave a shout out to Texas Barbecue. I don't think there's any barbecue restaurant that you can train. We can't hear you, big dog. Oh, dang it! Tell you what, let me get home and get back on. There it is. There it is. We'll get you. <laughs> yeah. So, I Coach White. I think this is the part right. Yeah, I think this is the part right here where you start to insert the Yankee jokes and 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 duly noted. I'll I'll I'll, I'll gladly accept them for the belt. <laughs> no, it's all good. It, it was it was very okay. Let me ask you this: You also have at least one daughter. You've got a couple daughters, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Uh, I've got one. Got one of each. Well, you got Mia, right? That's right. Thank That's you. That's right. I, I got a, I got a question for you. Have you have you ever? You know what? Football takes a lot of time, as you well know. Um, but have you ever, and when you had a second, say, you know, I want to do something special, special with my baby, and decide, you know what, hey, let's go, let's go get a pedicure. You ever had a pedicure done? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. Ah. We, we gotta, yeah, that, that that'd be a stretch for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> not not down with the, the the foot stuff, huh? Okay. Well, there we we were seeing in the last couple of weeks there was a direct correlation with. Traeger guys and foot massages and, and, and all that stuff. So, so there was, you know, it's, it's not such a random question as it sounds, but you know, well played. <laughs> hey, go, go ahead. I, I, I want to hear more about it. To me, I, I am extremely intrigued by the, a guy that has 500 bucks in his pocket, sells his, his Jeep Cherokee, buys a motorcycle, heads to Fort Worth. What's the rest of the story? Well, I'll be honest with you that uh, that five hundred dollars didn't go nearly as far as I thought it was going to. Um, I, I was I was running out of ramen noodles five for a dollar, <laughs> and uh, I knew I could stay alive. You know, I could tend bar, or dig ditches, or or uh, wait tables or something. And I'll never forget walking into the convention center in Fort Worth. That's when coaching school used to be in Fort Worth, and I walked into that exhibit hall. You know, there's thirteen thousand coaches inside of that room. And I don't know one person. And I can remember walking in thinking, man, oh, man, I'm never going to know anybody here. And, um, you know, I kind of hung around and uh, fortunately got a job coaching at Carter Junior High. I got I got hired at coaching school. So I was one of the late one of the late hires. And um, Arlington ISD has been very good to me. I had a great journey. Uh, I I, I spent uh, six months at Carter Junior High. I used to ride my motorcycle from Carter Junior High to Sam Houston High School because my conference time and my lunch hour were back-to-back. And so I just go spend uh, that hour in the middle of the day at Sam Houston, pick up weights, 
do the laundry, uh, just try to find a way to bring value to the program. And then Coach Ken Ozzy hired me at the, at the semester point, and I spent the next four years um, as an assistant at Sam Houston. From there, I left and, and became the head coach athletic director in Class A Toller, which is in between Granbury and Stephenville. I spent four years there, uh, then spent another four years in Groveton, 2A Groveton, I spent eight months in Kaufman, which, uh, you know, I th- my wife and I thought we'd lived there our whole lives. We loved it. It was, it was uh, very similar to my hometown, very similar size. Um, you know, after that first year, I, I went to a realignment meeting and I saw Coach I.C. Little, who was the athletic director at the time at Arlington ISD. And uh, he called me the day after realignment and said this job at Martin Heist was going to be open. And I'd like for you to to apply for it. And, And so I've been here for the last 16 years. Hey, make sure you check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the same at Real Coach Lounge. Let me say that again. At Real Coach Lounge. Hook up with us. Let us know on Facebook you're there. Let's start a chat. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, questions, things you want to hear, things you don't want to hear, all that fun stuff. This is a podcast for everybody. We just happen to be sitting in the lucky seats asking the questions and enjoying the laughs, but you guys are the ones that this is for. Join us on social media and let's all enjoy this fun ride together. That that's a rarity in itself where a coach is at a high school for that long, right? I mean, you see with coaches quite they don't stay they they don't set up camp for very long in one spot. They're kind of gypsies in a sense, right? I mean, for you to be there for that long, that's that's saying something for people that aren't familiar with coaching and, and the profession. Uh very much so. I mean, we're we're a nomadic profession for yes. sure. And um, you know, I think there's two things that are really special about that. Uh, the first, my son Gage is is 16 years old. He's a junior running back on our team. My daughter Mia is 14. She's a cheerleader at Martin, and so they don't remember anything else. I mean, all they know is is living in Southwest Arlington and uh, bleeding black and silver. And then I think the other unique thing about where we are and, and the opportunity that's provided for us is that every one of those stops along the way from one A Grove uh, from one A Toller to two A Groveton to three, a Kaufman, our coaches started moving together. And so, I mean, our offensive coordinator and I've been together for 20 years. Our old line coach has been with us for 20 Wow. Um, special teams coordinator for 19. Uh, so we've raised our families together. And then since we've arrived here at Martin, uh, we've hired eight former Martin players who are currently on our coaching staff. And so it's truly a family wow. atmosphere. See, and that's the complete opposite. Flanagan just runs everybody off. So, I mean, that, <laughs> it's, that's amazing that you've done that. So, kudos just to you for that. Softball coach. <laughs> just a softball coach. Just waiting for the – if you can't tell, I'm the softball coach. There you go. So, uh, there's, there's – keep the gloves up, huh? All right. You've been around this game. How long have you been coaching it? What, what's the number at total? This is year, year 29 in Texas. I coached two years uh, at my alma mater, Springfield College. So, they, 31 years total. There you go. And, and you're jacked, by the way, uh, kudos to you for staying in shape and doing that. Cause, uh, uh, I feel a little, I already, I already have insecurity issues, but they're very much enhanced right now. So, but you do have a good haircut. You do have a good haircut. I'll give you that good looking head right there. So, uh, and all of this, 
you have got to seen some crazy stuff, not just crazy. Like we were down 40 to three with or seven minutes left or whatever. And you came back, but like, just crazy. Like, is this even real life right now? Like you don't understand what's going on. Uh, hey guys, we said we were going to have some fun on this podcast, right? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I had seen it stop happening since the day I arrived here. I mean, it, really? if, if you could imagine, um, you know, if you've ever spent any time coaching in small towns, uh, I loved every second of it. I, I would have stayed in, in uh, Toler or Groveton for my entire career. Uh, but it's hard to coach in a small town if you're not from that area. Um, you know, especially Why is that? if you. I think, you know, to some extent, when you push the limits, um, and, and I don't mean push the limits like. Uh, you know, break the rules or things like that. But when you're, when you're trying to win and you're getting kids excited, really excited about what they're doing, uh, that sometimes might be outside the comfort zone um, of, of, of the places that you coach. Not so much with the kids, but, uh, you know, it's just a little different maybe than, than what they were accustomed to. So I've been run out of some pretty good towns um, along yeah. with our coaching staff. And, uh, and that's always an interesting situation you know when you go to the school board meeting and uh there's a hundred people in a in a double wide trailer and 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 that's the the board of education room and half half of them love you and half of them hate you and i really don't remember doing anything to 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 really try to make anybody mad you know so uh this was really at, at the advent of the internet blog as well now we're talking about the the, the mid 90s and so people are able to go online and, and they don't have to put a name with, with the statements that they make. And oh. so it's hot, it's hot head Yankee. And, and, uh, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, this, this state's been very good to me. I, I will, I will preface this by, by saying, I think there's two right off the bat that, that kind of stick out. Um, in our first year in Toler, we, we were not very good. And, uh, but we were trying real hard. We were trying to get better and, and we, we'd gotten beaten soundly. Uh, by the vast majority of our opponents. The second year, uh, we'd kind of turned it around and, uh, and were much more competitive. And, and in a game that we had lost in lopsided fashion my first year there, uh, our second year, we were kind of reversed the fortunes and returning the favor. We were on the road in a small uh, 1A West Texas town. And uh, about midway through the third quarter, uh, I saw a bunch of white flags on the uh, waving in the stands and waving on the sideline. Uh, and I'd hired two coaches that I'd played college football with when I first got my first head coaching job. Both of them were, were East Coast guys as well. Um, and they had a chant going from across the field that was go home Yankees, go home Yankees. So that was, that was a pretty good indoctrination to, to small town wow. high school football. And then Matt, you mentioned nudity. Uh, this is fast forward a few years later when, when we're in Groveton and uh, we were playing a big game towards the latter part of the season. It was a game for a district championship. And um, give me a second. Yes. And so anyway, we, we were fortunate and, and won the football game and, um, and we were, we were playing on the road again, but they didn't have a locker room. So they put us in a gym. And so all the kids were changing clothes in the gym 
And, uh, you know, there's school board members that are walking through and, and uh, cheerleaders from time to time would walk through. And, and I, you know, I'm just happy to have a chance to coach a game. And so this was when we were trading video. And, and, and so you'd get done with the game and you'd take the videotape and you'd meet somewhere at a restaurant and you'd exchange that video. And then you drive back to home, which was usually about two hours away, and, and you'd prepare for the next week's game. Yep. So I'm, I'm facing in the opposite direction. I'm sitting on the bleachers and I'm facing the wall and I've got spotty cell service. And of course the, the, the coach from the, from the first round playoff opponent is trying to tell me, you know, where I'm going to meet him. And uh, guys, I'm living in East Texas. I'm from upstate New York. I don't know whether to take a right or a left, you know? And, <laughs> and so, so I'm, I'm trying to pay attention real close and I'm picking up about every third word because of the bad cell service. And I, I hear some hooting and hollering behind me and I look and um, there's a bunch of kids running around in a circle in that gym. Uh, and they're all buck naked. And one of them's hanging up on top of the rim. And I thought, my goodness gracious, I'm going to get run out of town again because there's no door on the gym. I mean, the kids just running around celebrating after the game. <laughs> So yeah, I've wow. seen some. I've seen some good times along the way. Wow. Well, what about what about like pranks between staff? You, your crew has been together for a very long time. You guys got to be ribbing each other hard, or, or you know, playing jokes. I mean, you guys know each other probably better than your doggone spouses a lot of times. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, you know, I think amongst the staff, though, we we keep the pranks to a minimum. I mean, I think your, your, your typical stuff where, you know, your opponent's stealing your flag and, 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 and you got kids in your, in the stands and they're running around stealing opponent's flags, but not too much amongst our coaching staff. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about superstitions? You, you superstitious guy? Uh, no, not really. No, Flanagan's is really weird. He has to put his pants on left leg first every time, but he has to put his socks on right foot first every time. And then the shoes, he has to alternate weeks. And if he doesn't get it right, he makes, he makes the freshman coach tally if it was left or right that week with his shoe. And if they get it wrong, then it's, you don't want to be there on Monday. How do you it's come bad. up with this stuff? Yeah, I mean, just good memory. It's really crazy. <laughs> what, what about you, Luster? You got anything, Big E? Wait, are you a superstitious guy? No, not really, man. I, man, not really. No, no, everybody. I guarantee everybody was in high school. You know, I had the same shirt, never washed it, and smelled bad. But as a coach, no. I think we got those same players on our team. They're all superstitious because half of them it's like, "Good lord, what?" You check. I know you all do this. You walk outside and you you realize which way the wind's blowing because you walk by some of those guys and you go, "Good night." What are you? Come on, man. We'll wash it for you. <laughs> tough, tough, tough. Coach okay. Wager, I'll tell you a quick story happened last week. I thought it was really cool. Um, and you'll, you'll appreciate this. So we're, we've got our little kid camp first through sixth grade. And, you know, there's a million of them running around out there. And there, there's a kid that uh, is a sixth grade. He's going to sixth grade. And uh, one of my coaches sitting there, we're talking. He said, hey, this kid on this field right here, is, he's a pretty good athlete. And I watch him and, and I watch him and stuff. And, he uh, and I told the coach, I said, "Well, I, I met a bunch of parents out here I didn't know from some of these young kids." And I said, hey, "Who knows? Dad may be an NFL guy. You never know." And we kind of laugh, whatever, because we had several that I'd met out there. And so after camp, I follow them out, make sure they don't run across the road. And there's this kid out front, and he, uh, I see him, and start talking to him. His name's Ian, and 
and I ask how tall dad is, mom, and all that stuff. And uh, he says, uh, well, he said, Can I, you know, coach, my dad did play in the NFL. And I said, really? Well, what was your dad's name? And he said, Rodney Thomas. I said, oh, man. <laughs> How about that? And, I, wow. and of course, I hung around and waited on on his mom, uh, Lee, when she got there and just really started telling her. Of course, she knew this, obviously, but I just I was bragging on, you know, Rodney Thomas and the man he was and all the stories that uh, of his great character and all that stuff. But, man, I told him I am honored to have his son in our program, and they just moved here this year. So you can definitely see the bloodline is continuing. Oh, that's fantastic. I, you know, that, that four-year period of time that I was in Groveton, I got a chance to spend a lot of time with Rodney. Uh, Rod, we would play Wednesday night hoops, and, uh, and Rodney would ride his horse up to the gym at Groveton and tie it off on the rail, uh, and then he'd come in there and play basketball with us um, like he was just, just another guy. And, and every time he was around kids, every time I got a chance to talk to him, at first, I, would, I was in awe of him. You know, he's a legend, obviously, yeah. um, in high school football. But in Groveton, Texas, he's just Rodney. And, uh, and I became more in awe of the person that Rodney was uh, than I was of the great player that he was. True class. Yeah, unbelievable. Third, uh, I believe he's still the third leading rusher in of all time in Texas high school history. 8,400 yards or something there at Groveton, two state championships. And uh, – and then my favorite story is he's playing at A&M. They finished the ball game and they're saying, where's Rodney? All the players, say, it's a road game. They're all in the, you know, going and putting their stuff up. Rodney's outside at the equipment uh, uh, van and he's unloading all the equipment with the equipment managers and just who he was. What a special guy really was. But I thought, thought about you and said, man, that's uh, great to have a guy like that in our program. I, I can't wait to watch him continue to grow. Me too. Hey, so for anybody that's not familiar, where is Groverton? What's uh, Groverton? Groverton's, yeah, Groverton's in between Lufkin and Huntsville. There you go. East so, Texas. East Texas. So we're we're going, we're talking to what, a couple couple hours north of Houston? Uh probably so, yeah. Hour and a half, okay. maybe, maybe there two. You go. Did you say did you say Groverton? Well, how did you say it? It's Groveton. Groveton. Yes. Even yes. more reason to elaborate. See, I am the voice of the voiceless. <laughs> Okay, so I got a quite another question for you, Coach Luster and I. We we were talking during the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he's a big fan of Friday nights at the games wearing shorts. I needed, I needed. Actually, I'm, he's about to punch me through the the the, the screen. I, no, he's not. But we're that's an ongoing debate. Is it? Is that something that you're? Are you are you open to the fact to the idea of wearing shorts? as a coaching staff on Friday nights? Uh, no, I, I, I gotta be honest, not me. Uh, you know, How I'm, dare I'm a, you, sir. Yeah. I'm, I'm a traditionalist. Um, I mean, I truthfully uh, to me, the, the perfect uniform is uh, a single stripe down the helmet and, and not much naughtiness to it. And um, that's my, that's my wall street. And, and, and so I want our kids to look sharp. I want our staff to look sharp. And, and when we step on the field, it's, it's all business. So I believe in, I believe in uh, dressing for success, and, and we're going to look sharp when we take the field. Okay, okay. See, thanks, the Bob. Man, finally, finally. <laughs> thanks, Bob. That's all I'm going to say, man. Matt thanks. just doesn't understand that because he's wearing a softball uniform on the sideline, whatever they wear out there. Well, you stand out when you need to get a point across. 
I'm the one that catches your eye, so don't knock it till you try it. My question, because there, this has been pretty highly contested, Coach Wager. I'm telling you right now, there's been a lot of people that that, that have said, you know what? I'm not close to the idea. In fact, we had one coach on that actually that's what they do because they were successful with it. And anybody knows it's been on a streak. You you respect the streak, right? So you shout out to Southeast Texas. So it really doesn't count, which is why not? We're different. You're shaming from there. I'm from Southeast Texas. So I can say that they're different. Okay. Well, you're not, you're, you're killing me coach. Cause uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bait you and you're just giving me like the perfect answers to everything. (laughs) Luster. He, he, he took the bait and ran with it. It was was so much fun, but you're like, you're like playing chess and I'm still on checkers. So this is tough. And Flanagan's just feeding his face. See, he he can't even say anything right now. (laughs) Chick-fil-A shout out to Chick-fil-A shout out Chick-fil-A shout out (laughs) Chick-fil-A So, okay, here, hey, so here's a little something I bet you don't know, Kevin, because I do my research. Both of you guys have Army commit quarterbacks or are have a quarterback that's there now. Yeah, what do you got, Coach? Uh, absolutely, yeah, very, very proud. Zach Mundell uh, already there and uh, was a great three-year starter for us. Have an opportunity to go and play at the United States Military Academy at West Point. What an honor. Isn't that a great deal? We've got our, our current quarterback, Kel Hellams, is uh, just committed there. And then, actually, my center, Tyler Lee, is also committed there. So, man, I'm, I, I told those guys I couldn't be more proud. What a great testament to just who they are and their family and everything else. Really proud. Well, boy, there's nothing like having a cadet stand at the front of that huddle either, is there? I mean, that's, that's – uh, you, you, you got all ten sets of eyes looking at you, and you got an Army – you got an army cadet standing in the front of your your huddle boy. It, that goes a long way. Yeah, and that's sure. and that's and that's to go along with the Air Force commit that played with them last year on the O line. So they had two strong dudes up front. We need yeah. Navy to offer some guys. I guess that would be good. Well, we should start a Coast Guard team. That's what I mean. <laughs> you, you start a Coast Guard team. I bet you get all kinds of recruits. Oh, they got a team. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, got a player there. Yep, they played Division Three football up there in Connecticut. Yeah. Really? How about that? I guess I ought to pay attention more. Coach Lester. Yes, sir. You, you, you look like you're just bitter right now. Because <laughs> I'm still fighting this battle. I really thought Bob was going to be on my side, man. <laughs> I, I follow this guy. This guy's like one of my coaching, like, man, idols, you know. I, I listen to all you know, this all his, his special team stuff is gold. I, I live by what he says. And I'm like, this is a man, this, this is going to agree with me. It was going to be Wager. And, and to hear that, that he, he set me up. I was all excited. He was like a prom date. He got me all excited oh. and just didn't oh. let me down. Oh, bless your little heart. Coach Wager. <laughs> We're still talking about, we still talking about barbecue, guys. I'll try to get better. I, 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 I don't want to disappoint, man. I'll try to find my way. Somehow Luster took it to prom. He went to a prom date. So, I don't... <laughs> so uh, on that note, Coach Wager, you're you on the board with the THSCA now. You went from going to that thing, that first coaching school, and not knowing a soul to now you're one of the, the board members on at, at the largest coaching association in the country, right? Yes. Uh, in fact, I just, I just finished my tour. I was a senior director this year. And uh, what a, what an unbelievable experience that was, you know, humbling, of course. Uh, but then, you know, I had an opportunity to rub elbows 
was some of the very best in the business um, uh, for, for the last five years. And, and uh, it's truly one of the great honors of my life. How does somebody even go about, how does that happen? Do you have to be nominated and elected or is it, how does that work? Yes. You, you actually get nominated and elected. And, um, I, I, you know, for sure I, w- I was a long shot and, uh, but I got an opportunity to, to serve, I, you know, just, you think about some of the things that happened while you're in that boardroom with 32 other guys from, from across the great state. And, you know, I can remember thinking back uh, after the movie concussion came out, uh, we, we really were charged with finding solutions to try to save our game. And, and I had a front row seat for all of that. And, um, you know, really? we changed the way we blocked, we changed the way we tackled uh, instead of talking about the problem we sat in a room and we talked about the solution and, and as a result of it came, uh, you know, the Atavis tackling certification that we all take right now. And, and we did it to try to preserve the game. And I can remember thinking back going, you know, man, what an awesome thing that during the time that I spent on the board of directors, you know, I had a chance to, to sit there and, and be a part of discussions for things that would, would change our game. Um, and just about the time that I felt like we were starting to make some headway with that, you know, you started to see more and more, um, seven on seven groups and, and, uh, speed training groups become a major factor in college recruiting. And as a result of that came the straight line recruiting that, that our coaches follow to this day. And so I got a front row seat to that. And I thought, man, I can't believe I had a chance to serve while those two critical things happened. Um, and just about that time, I, you know, I was watching TV during the week of spring break and I, I see some, so I see some people in China with, uh, with plastic suits on spraying down the street. And I thought, well, this doesn't look good. And that extra week that we had off after spring break turned into an extra year off that we had after spring break. And I'll never forget them calling and saying, okay, uh, first week of June, let's bring those kids back to school, not back to the traditional setting, but let's send them back to strength and conditioning camp. And so we were charged with bringing kids back to the school, the very first ones in the country, you know, coaches Mm -hmm. in Texas were charged with bringing them back safely and and trying to find normalcy in their lives in the middle of a pandemic. And right in the midst of that, um, you know, we, we got the, we got the worst uh, social unrest in the history of our country. And, you know, at a time that we couldn't even visit and talk to our kids. And and so you're trying to manage that as well. And all of that stuff happened just in the five years uh, that I was on the board of directors. And and, um, I got a chance to watch the inner workings of how strong, um, how influential and how powerful this association is. uh, And I'm a better person for it. Well, I mean, that's that's that's. Of course, it's an honor, but man, just to be a fly on the wall in those rooms during just this period of time would have been so interesting, even for a non-coach, I feel, just to be in there and see, explain exactly what you're talking about, you know, how how all this stuff gets resolved. Because if we're going back to the concussion thing, let's be honest, there's a lot of football players that aren't wanting their kids to play football because of, you know, the, the things that have come to light since then and, and since they played and, and the fear of, of, you know, CTE and all that other stuff. And so all those things 
being revised. I bet that was an extremely fascinating period to be serving on, on the board for sure. Yeah, it, it was incredible. And, and I can honestly, you know, I can honestly tell you, Texas led the way. I mean, I, I, we, we went to the very first tackling certification at AT&T Stadium during uh, the state championship games. And uh, I had an opportunity to speak at that first clinic. And there were 18 other states that sent the equivalent of their UIL athletic director to that very first tackling certification. And, mm. um, you know, you, you see an awful lot of people talk about problems. Very rarely do you have an opportunity to sit in a room with some really, really sharp guys and come up with solutions. And, uh, and I had it. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm more in awe of Texas high school football now than I ever was the day I moved here. Well played. Well, then I got another question for you because we've had Dick Olin on a few times and everybody knows Tricky Dick is granted the, the, the label of uh, leading the charge of bringing seven on seven to Texas. Now, one of the other big, hotly contested things on this on this show is, is seven on seven really football? Yes or no? What says Bob Wager? Well, I, I certainly think it's advanced our game immensely. You know, I mean, if you, if you look at football in general, I think most people think that uh, the trends in football trickle down from the NFL to college to high school to junior high. Uh, and I would argue exactly the opposite. I, I think when you watch college football and now you watch some of the things that they're doing in the NFL, a lot of things schematically, they actually trickle up. And, um, you know, seven on seven has been a huge impact for our game. And, uh, you know, it's not blocking, it's not tackling. But, you know, if you think about the, the way we throw the ball now versus the way we threw the ball when you couldn't put all seven of your players together and play on the same team, I mean, it's not even close. It's hard to play defense now. And on top of that, when you win, you get a beautiful belt. Have you seen this belt? Have you seen the, no. the seven on Oh. Flanagan, you got to win one of these seven on seven, man, so I can look at it. So just just curious what camp you were in there. Yeah, I, I respect it. I appreciate it. You know, it's not it's not really our cup of tea. Um, you know, we'd rather lift weights and, and try to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, but we've been beaten by some awfully good passing teams, got beat by South Lake Carroll on Christmas Eve, who threw in ball, threw and caught better than we did. Um, and it was a difference in the game. Uh, there's lots of different ways to skin a cat and, and we respect it, but uh, we choose to spend the majority of our time elsewhere. Yeah. Let me ask you hey, what your coach, let me ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so you, you, you talked about South Lake Carroll. So, you know, some of the big news right now with South Lake Carroll is their quarterback graduating early after three years and going to Ohio state and making a, uh, the, the, what is it? The, is it NIL money or whatever it is? I don't know. Yep. Making money off his name. Uh, I hadn't learned all the acronyms or whatever it is yet or the initials, but um, I will, if somebody wants to come out and offer me a million dollars for my name. I mean, hey, so for uh, people that don't know what you're talking about though, it's the name image or likeness of the person they're able to play to make money off that. Now, of course I knew that I knew that, but uh, so uh, what, what, you know, over the years, I remember one time when I was a head coach, my first head coaching job was at troop kind of up in East Texas up there. And uh, I had a young man that decided uh, it was a starting left guard for us. Um, 
informed us that he wasn't going to be at the game that week because uh, the neighboring town, I think it was Arp or one of the neighboring towns, uh, his girlfriend, they had uh, homecoming and they had homecoming dance that night. And so he wasn't going to be at our varsity football game and didn't understand when I told him, well, then you're not going to be on the varsity football team the next week. Uh, Over the years, you know, we've all seen some just crazy, crazy and heard some stories. Kids quit for certain reasons. Kids uh, decide not to play, whatever it may be. Got any stories where uh, over the years where you just go, what in the world is, is you know, kids for whatever reason decide uh, to quit or not play? Well, I, I think it usually comes down to a handful of things that you almost know the conversation before they walk through the door. Uh, they're going to start a band. They're going to get a car. They're going to get a job. They're going to focus on their grades. Right. Um, I mean, I, 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 we, we had a situation in Groveton that, uh, you know, our starting quarterback, uh, you know, wasn't at the, wasn't there for the entirety of the week that we were getting ready to play our rival Corey and Camden. And they were really, really good at the time. Um, because he was showing a rabbit at the state fair. And, um, valid excuse. I, Don't rabbit it, shame coach. No, no, <laughs> the, 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 it was, it was really important there. And, um, and that didn't really raise anybody's eyebrows. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I, I had no, I didn't show farm animals as a kid. I mean, I, I don't know anything about that. And so Wait a minute, you didn't, you didn't show animals up in up, upstate New York growing up. I mean, they might have up there, but I, 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 you know, <laughs> I lived on the wrong side of town. We, we didn't have a lot of farm animals where I grew up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm more curious. What was he showing the rabbit? I don't understand what he was what he was showing it. Why I needed to be there? It's, yeah, showing I, his, it's demise, Bo. That's what it was. Is showing. it on a leash? What is it? Jumping through a hoop or something? What's yeah. your role in this thing that you have to be there? That was football that coaches. Was, that was my mindset. That was my thought process. And, and obviously I had to be taught that as well. But, um, you know, I, I think the game offers so much and, and, and obviously has impacted our lives so much that, um, you know, this, this NIL situation and, and now it's trickle down effect into high school football. Um, it's concerning for me. Uh, Very. You know, I, 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 it's, it's difficult for me to wrap my mind around. Um, I, I wish no will will. I, 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 I'm sure I'd think a whole lot differently if somebody was offering me a million dollars to, to, uh, to, to go enroll in college early, I will assure you that they were not. Um, <laughs> but, but, but where do we go and what is the future? Uh, and how do we continue to, to teach character first and, and selflessness and, um, you know, to be prideful of your school and your town and your community and, and playing with the kids that you've played with since kindergarten. Uh, it's, it's becoming a more and more challenging battle every day that we're in the game. Yeah. And, a, it, and it a really thriller. is when you think of things like that. And then you, you know, IMG Academy is another one where you, you know, I see kids that go off and I hear, and I, you know, it, you, you hear, Hey, you got to do what's best for you. Well, that's really not what we preach. I mean, that's really not. And and we're sitting here because Coach Luster's on here. And I thought one of the coolest things I got from our podcast the other day and and uh, was when Randy Jackson talked about Coach Luster and how he got the job at North Forney was by serving other people. 
And that really meant a lot to me when he said, you know, he's, you got to serve the cafeteria workers. You got to serve the custodians. You got to serve the teachers. You got to serve the administration. That's how you get to be a head coach. And, you know, I, I wonder what we're really teaching our young men when, uh, and, and I'm with you. I mean, I, I probably got to be honest with you. Somebody come out, offer me a million dollars to go back to college. That'd be a win in two different directions. Uh, me going back to college these days, man, that'd be fun. Uh, but I say that for, for, for two days and then I, I don't know what I do about that, but, uh, but yeah, it, I get it. I mean, it's a different deal, but it's just, uh, I wonder how much they, they, you know, start it like you did drive down, take a junior high job. And you know, I, the, the, what you said earlier about your lunch hour, and your conference and driving over to Sam Houston high school to be with coach Ozzy and just, uh, it's just what you do. And, uh, the time you put in and all that stuff, I wonder, and I hope that our kids are still getting those values because that's really what we're doing. It really is. So I appreciate you saying it. Let me pose another question to you guys then just to be devil's advocate. We also preach as coaches. We care about you as people first. And so the counter argument that would it possibly be, well, if you really cared about this kid, they have a chance to cash and make their life better for them and their families. And, and just the argument for argument's sake, would it, would it, it, could somebody say, maybe you just want them to say, because it helps your program, but is it really what's best for the kid? Oh, I think that's absolutely a legitimate, you know, a legitimate concern. I mean, we, we coached Miles Garrett here. He was the number one pick at the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. If the scenario were the same um, and, and the affinity that I have, the love that I have for Miles Garrett, and that was his opportunity and that could change his life and his family's life. Uh, of course, I'm going to be happy for him and, and his family and, and, and proud of him. Um, and like I said, it, it, it's difficult for me to wrap my mind around. It's difficult for me to comprehend because, um, I mean, let's face it, if we were having this conversation three years ago, everybody thought we were, we were nuts. I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't even a thought process that could happen. Now the landscape is changing very quickly, um, and I'm not so sure exactly. I know how I feel about it emotionally. Yeah, good point. And imagine, then you think about how it's going to be in another three years from now, and it's a whole other conversation somehow. It, 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 how do you have an idea one way or the other? Cause it's, it's like uh, Flanagan loves this word. It's such a fluid situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? Let me, about that? Guys, let me ask you guys this. I mean, I listened to the uh, AFCA guy talk about having even an earlier signing day because of all of this, like there's guys that can sign probably like in the summertime and they're probably sit there, probably sit there this season out They're their senior year without even getting the money, just knowing they're going to go to college and have an opportunity to make that money. You know, so it's, 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 it's going to trickle down, you know, if we want to or not. It's almost like how, like, like um, Wager was talking earlier, is in Texas, man, we got to figure out a way to, to fix it and have a, have a solution to it because it's common if we want to or not. What a quandary that it is, you know. I mean, somebody's offering you all this money to not play and to sit back and prolong your career because you have a short shelf life, if we're being honest, or most, most anybody, they even get the chance. And we're telling them, or the other argument is, well, you know what? Hey, you need to use some of that shelf life and finish what you started here. That's quite the quandary to put a seven, to, to have a 17 year old. 
I mean, I, I just remember how I, how I was mentally at 17 and I wouldn't be able to process that. And then it may, and it makes you wonder the people they're going to be keeping around them to help them with these decisions. Who is that? And, and how that's going to play out. Lots of layers. Lots yeah. Of think layers. about this too. What if, what if you like all those guys who opted out of their senior game, their senior year in, 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 in college, because they're trying to get ready for the NFL draft. You know, like again, once again, let's say we have some guys that that sign that sign National Signing Day, you know, and, and they want to opt out of a place of like you know the playoff games. So they want to get hurt, so they have an opportunity to make all these millions, you know, when they go to college. So we just, I'm, I'm I'm scared where where we're going with this deal. So what what is the message, you guys? Y'all are all three head coaches. If that situation comes up, you know what's what's the what's the conversation y'all are having with your player? Uh, I'll kick this one to you first, Kevin. exactly yeah uh well i I know how to edit this podcast so if i screw it up i'll just edit my part out (laughs) i severely disagree with that statement (laughs) um you know i I think it's a i really do think it's a case-by-case situation obviously man this is it is life-changing money i don't know his situation but you're talking about life-changing money and so he's got to make that decision and, and, and his future and so forth. And I, I get that. And I'm with you, coach, that you have to celebrate the wins. You really do. But I think you got to, I think you also, um, you, you have to weigh a lot of things about the life lessons. And so when you talk about Matt, you said something about, are we in it for the kids basically along those lines uh, and, and then playing for us or doing this, the, the, the making the money. I, I think really the bigger issue to me is, is trying to help them wade through and make a decision of is the, is the money um, or, or whatever the opportunity um, as life changing as I believe so firmly in the lessons we teach. I think you have to weigh the life lessons that we teach in the game of football or, or, or any athletics with the right coach. You, you've got to weigh that. And I, see, I think sometimes that gets lost today because I think we have a lot of people just putting uh, – it's all about the, the money and the fame and the whatever it is and the right now. And sometimes we lose what's the big picture and what's, what's really the, the character traits that you learn down the road. So, you know, I, I'll get off on soapbox on that. But I, I just believe very firmly in that. And so weighing the benefits of each, I think, has to be in there too. Coach Luster? My spill is this, is like, what if you got a guy now that thinks he's can be that guy from South Lake and he's not ready and he's chopping himself around to get all these opportunities now. So it's just, you're going to have that, you're going to have that one mom that's going to pull her kid out of, out of one, out of one place and move him to another place so he can have that opportunity. So who's to say that, that I got a, a kid on my team that won't go to South Lake now because there's an opportunity for him to be the quarterback over there, which he doesn't really have. I just I think that we're opening ourselves up for a, a lot of things that we don't want. You know, you know, Coach Baker said earlier, things are trickling up. Man, I, the, the, the transfer portal and all this stuff is that I just see high school kids kind of now kind of seeing themselves as, hey, if I go here now versus staying with, with all these guys I've played with for years, the loyalty and the commitment, I think we're going we're gonna to lose commitment in our, in our high school program. Now, once again, he talked about me being a servant. I'm preaching that we got we got guys who are out here moving furniture for teachers and doing all this stuff. When you look at it, it's our old linemen that are doing it. The skilled kids are not doing it. 
the old linemen are servants anyway. So I think the guys who were all about themselves are going to be the guys who are going to be all about themselves. Couldn't, great points. Couldn't agree yep. more. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, look, we're, we're, we do this. We, we do the job that we love. Yes, we love the game of football, but we do it because we fall in love with the kids and we want the very best for them. And, um, you know, whatever that looks like, I, to, to one person, it may be a million dollars. To another person, it might be 2500 bucks that makes a major impact on their life. And my concern is where are those $2,500 coming from and how big of an influence can that have? Uh, and it's a scary proposition. Well said. No doubt. And then is that going to the kid or is who, where's the money going to, you know, uh-huh. is it to, to the influencers? So you combine that with also that kid that's, you know, some insert random kid here that's committing to UCLA as an eighth grader, non-verbally, or, you know, not. It, so then you throw that in the mix, then you're having a hard time keeping your kids in the program. Right. I mean, I already have a commitment. I've already got that. You're a junior and now you're getting paid for your likeness. And it's always going to be the ones that are going to sting the worst more than likely that are going to be, you're going to have these conversations with, right? For sure. How, how do you actually commit to USC non-verbally? It happens like all the time. Hand signals or what do you do? What's the deal? With that? I don't. Well, I mean, it's it, it's it's carrier pigeons. You've you've already corresponded. It's happened. It's happened. It's a thing. Don't 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 shame. Don't judge. So there so, has there so has been, so you have verbal commitments and and then nonverbal commitments. I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the coach is deaf, it is that's by you know default. But I mean, like think about it. Don't don't be so mean, Kevin. But so I'm just trying to understand your There world. are kids. Look it up. I you you talk and I will look it up for you right now. Coach Wager, you've been around a long time. Have you have you ever had a kid nonverbally commit? Uh, no, that that's a new one for me. But uh, hey, I came here to learn, you know. So I'm looking <laughs> I, forward to the answer. <laughs> I I used the wrong word. I meant formal. <laughs> <laughs> not not <laughs> verbal. Not, they, they, they just signed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we all have field houses with Braille on the doors and stuff, and I've yet to figure out, I mean, who's using that? What's the, who, who is that stuff? So I guess it's a nonverbal deal. The one that's peeing all over the seat. Okay. So right here. So there's a kid that there was, uh, you know, these damn paywalls screw the New York times. I don't care. You know what? You're going to make somebody pay for subscribe. It's going to cost you a dollar. No. It's just on principle. No. Sheboygan Press. We're looking it up right now. Sheboygan Press. Is middle school too young to be recruited? No right or wrong solution, athletes and parents say. It is a thing. But in all due fairness, there is a, pitch, a picture of a softball player on the title. But So this girl committed to play softball at Northwestern University when she was in the eighth grade. How does that happen? Not non-verbally, but not like, I mean, because they're not even allowed to talk to them, right? So how does that, how's that even a thing? I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering when my internet's going to go out again. I'm kind of yeah, hoping that, at this that's point. That's why I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the guys, the other guys. Like, there's this, there's, really they're they're way more stable. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's an honest question, not even a joke. I mean, how how how, how is a eighth grader able to commit to a, to a college? Have you ever had any situations like that in you guys? Uh, not I. I've not coached big time players like Miles Garrett and stuff, Coach. We have to work for everything we have down here. We don't get to. <laughs> all right. So, uh, okay. So, Wager, based on all this long list of studs and dudes that you've coached, what are some of the coolest moments that you've had be- if they've come back or you've gotten to go play, see them play? What are some of the, the cool things, the, 
you're reaping the rewards of the time that you've instilled in these guys. What are some of the cool experiences you've got to experience? Standing beside them in their weddings, uh, being there at the hospital for the birth of their children, uh, hiring eight of them to come back and be on our staff. Um, that's, that's the, that's the best it gets. Good answer. Please don't ask me that question after you just asked him that. And he said that no, I got nothing. Uh, no, I was going to ask uh, coach Luster cause he was talking, but he was on mute. No, no, I was like, I'm, I'm like Flanagan. I can't, I can't touch that. I'm just happy to pick them up at the grocery store when the car run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Not bring them more gas, huh? Just pick them up. I, I, here's, here's another question we got going in the office right now. I, I, I want to hear Wager's take on this, man. Wager, I'm trying to get a young guy to take over my music, right? And, and, and create a playlist. Man, give me, give me your, give me your top three songs that when you walk in tomorrow you want to hear play. I gave him oh, mine. Good question. Yeah, I, guys, I love it. Look, our kids still give me a hard time. I think there's something to be said about teaching music appreciation. So I'm a classic rock and roll guy. If it doesn't have ACDC, Motley Crue, or Def Leppard behind it, um, then it's not on my playlist. Wow. And can we all agree that anybody that plays the drums, like air drums for Def Leppard with two hands is just a straight asshole. Can we just all agree to that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that's just fair. So and for those who don't know, the Def Leppard drummer had one arm. So that ends that statement. And coach Lester was shaking his head. No, why, why, why uh, coach Lester? What, what do you got? I mean, for me, I go back to the glory days of of, of rap, man. I, I gotta hear some '90s hip hop, man. It's got I gotta hit. The, I gotta feel the bass. I gotta be the guy that's jumping around, lip syncing to the songs, doing my moves to it. And no, no offense, you know, all, all I can do when, when a rock song come on, I, I'll just kind of do the head like that. But man, for it's gotta be hip hop for me. It's gotta be old school with the words getting bleeped out. It's awesome. So you got to go with like the you got to go with like the DMX, the Jay Z, the 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 Rob Bass, the Run DMC, that kind of stuff. That's what I got to because I, I I love it. This stuff that's out now, that's probably why you go back to the to the to the old school rock man because the stuff that's out now you just can't. I just can't get it. I don't understand it. So we're not going to play it. How does one get hyped up when somebody's mumbling? I still have yet to figure that one out. Like this whole mumble rap thing. I don't understand. I, I, how do you even know what they're saying? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with Flanagan. What's your go to? It's probably like some uh, Kenny Chesney margaritas on the beach stuff, right? Uh, you're, you're, if you're not like well, doing Kokomo no, with it, you know, oddly play. enough, oddly enough, I'm prepared for this question because one of the coaches seriously came in the office today and said, What's your top five songs of all time? and said he got asked that question and didn't know how to answer. So, um, I, I don't, I listen to a lot of different stuff. So I, I mean, it's going to be hard, to, but I listen to a lot of reggae. I really do during the day. A lot. I Send, can, uh, I can verify. Me yeah. You're such an amateur. Lord. God dog it. We're, you know, we've only, only I, it's only a computer. Years. I don't know how to use these computers. Uh, LaGrange, ZZ Top doesn't get any better than that for me. So number one on the list right there is LaGrange. So, but uh, on my playlist, oh, you got to have Kenny Chesney. In my mind, not yours um, for the kids. The playlist for the field. 
I don't care about the kids. I want to be happy out there. What are you talking about? I've been doing this like Coach Wager 31 years. I need something to get me going. They're young and vibrant. They got football to get them going. I got to got drag little my blue pills. To they, get got little bill, they got little blue pills for what you're looking for. You don't need music. Come on now. <laughs> Not on the football field. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't understand. To be honest with you, they play all that stuff out there, and I catch myself listening to Z here if I hear bad words, so I tell them to turn it off. I'm kind of hoping there's one over there so I can say, y'all turn that crap off. And I don't know, because I don't understand anything. I have to turn the young coaches and say, hey, has this got bad words in it? Because I don't understand what they're saying or what they're talking about. So, I know, Coach Lester, I see you shaking your head. It's, it's, you'll get there one of these days. You'll be talking about old school hip hop and they'll be going, oh, coach, come on, man. All right, pregame rituals, Coach Wager, what you got? Uh, like I said, a little bit of ACDC along the way, try to go for a run in the morning, uh, shave my head bald, drink some orange juice, and uh, get that motor running before we run out the tunnel. That's a t-shirt right now. You need to get up. Hey, Undermar, Under Armour, I hope you're listening to this. Okay? Probably Wake up, shave head, orange juice, repeat. There's your t-shirt right there. You're welcome. <laughs> Heck yeah. Coach Wager, what do you got going? Uh, I, Coach Lester, you were saying uh, special teams stuff. Did you say oh, something with, like that? With, with Wager? Man, legendary on the special team stuff, man. We Why, what, what makes somebody legendary in that for somebody that's not in the know? Obviously, I know, but for those that don't. Well, man, just, just doing it and doing it and doing it well. Um, man, um, <laughs> I went to DFW clinic, you know, and he, he spoke on it. And, man, he's, and this, this is how good this guy is. He didn't know me from anybody. And I asked him for it, you know, asked him for it, and he sent it to me. And, uh, man, we took a lot of the stuff that, that he sent us, and we used the block party. Oh, we – I, we took it. We, we, got, we got like an old school radio that has a cassette player in it. And every time we got a block, we held that thing up and it, it played a rap song on it. It was awesome. You know, we talked about the, um, the double thug club. We stole all that from, 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 from him. And, you know, and I was, a, I was a fan. I'm still trying to be, even though he, the, the whole Traeger deal, but man, I was a fan <laughs> of the, I was a fan of, of just how they went about, how they practice, you know, the ants, you know, and, and all this stuff, the squirrels. We we used all of that this year here at here at North Forty, and I stole it all from from him. So you know, I mean, I just I was just a fan and fan of it, and just everything that they do over there. So let's go back to that. What is the 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 block party, and then the other thing that you said you stole? Oh well, you know, we hey, he sold us on this. You know, hey, he goes, I could care less if we get a, a rough in the the punter penalty. We're gonna go after it, and it, and he really did. I'm telling you, Wager, it changed the game. Um, the snaps were bad sometimes because that, that guy, when we bludgeoned the, the snapper and we, we just beat him up all over the field. So he would snap the ball and we have a guy just go right at him. And, you know, so because he, the snappers were, were high and soft, it gave us a chance to get there and block it. So we block a punt and whoever blocked it would go get the, uh, the cassette player and he would, and all the players would get to him and they would just start dancing. And we'll play this little song and we'll take a picture of it and we're hanging on the wall, block party. You know, and we had a big old sign. And I'm telling you, everything we sold it from Wager. It was a deal where we're like, hey, so many days since our last block punt and kind of build up to it on Fridays. Ah. You know, so our guys, they were excited excited about it to the tour. We're going to take it this year. It's like we're going to get sponsors, you know, for every every, every block punt we have, we're going to get a sponsor for, the, for a block punt. You know, so we're, we're trying to turn it up a notch. 
But I mean, I, like I said, I'm I was I, I ain't I ain't gonna say was. I'm still a fan of Wagers, you know. Um, but man, his stuff that that stuff was. But the reason why he got voted to the Texas High School Coach Association, he he just does everything right. His program is solid, you know. So you know, so when you successfully clues, so when you see somebody doing things right, you want to go watch out and figure out how they did it. And man, and all that stuff that we that we got from him, especially won us games. I appreciate I that, that, Coach. Thank you for the kind words. That well, is so out of the box. So that's that is great, great stuff, Coach Wager. You're an offensive guy, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did it for a lot of years. I fired myself at some point. Got a whole lot better when uh, Chad Reeves took over. I spend the vast majority of my time on special teams now. Yeah, well, you're looking at for the past six years, I've been the punt team coach. That's <laughs> it. That's all I got to do, punt team. There's nobody in the state's been scouted up more on their punt block than, than the teams we played. Because the punt team coach at our school, every Saturday, that's what I spend my hours doing. But now I'm getting back in the offense. So, yeah, I, I can appreciate it. And, hey, as a head coach, you get fired up when punt team comes up or special teams when it's that <laughs> yeah. you get your you get your 16 minutes man and i am fired up and yeah i hear you so um, i think it's fair to say that we should we would be seeing some uh some necklaces with spinners on them and stuff on the sideline for uh tomball football this year then is that what you're saying we're gonna take uh, probably that north forney probably north forney no he's got the radio they got the okay but uh what, what's gonna be your uh your your blinged out piece that you're gonna celebrate a, a great play with then, Flan. I'm not a, I'm not a bling guy. You know that I'm not very blingy. I would have never guessed by looking at you when you answered Kenny Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> he's jealous of, of he's jealous of uh, the other three on here because if you, would you call him uh caveman, Eric swole, Eric right there. You're talking about that's big e. and stuff. Oh, that's big E right there. He's straight yep. up. Caveman. Yeah. 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 For sure. Coach Luster, I'm so <laughs> glad that you joined us again. I we, we need you here like for every one of these. Like yeah. we need yeah. We we need somebody. I, I I need somebody because Flanagan, if you look at him, he's looking he's looking tired. I mean, look at him. He's tired. He he's not he's he's not okay. young. He's not young. I mean, I, I love the guy, but he's not young. And uh he looks look at him. Look at those eyes. He looks tired. He looks like thick. He looks like he needs some crutches or a wheelchair or something, and, an, and a liquid IV. That's what he looks like. And I need you. I need you to bring some of that spunk with you because he he's 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 running on fumes because he's not he's not doing special teams anymore. So he's coming in on E already. Hey, how about this? It don't matter how tired you get. I I just get a random text all of a sudden at ten o'clock at night. Oh, and then he said, sorry to disturb you. <laughs> hey, Coach, if I get into pro right formation and I run wide zone to the tight end, what's the running back read? And the tight end blocks versus a 50 defense. Sorry to disturb you. That's <laughs> I awesome. Love those checks, so I love those that is awesome. <laughs> hey, was that English? Was it, what was it? <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. I love it. That just it, it, it is. It's awesome how you got so many people in this profession who are – just so passionate. They're passionate about kids, but they're just so passionate about getting better. And, and, you know, I'm going to keep bragging on uh, what we do with the elite coaches mastermind and coach Jackson and and all this stuff. And man, I've been just so blessed. I've been on three of them now. And uh, I keep telling my coaching staff, you, you, 
you're either getting better or you're getting well, you like a banana. You know, you, you get yeah. better, you get worse. You don't stay the same. Ripen or you rot. That's the deal. And, man, that thing and, has been so good. Oh, and here's the sad part about it, man. Y'all missed the best ones. You, you got to go back to the vault. And, you know, in my top three, man, is uh, Will Hall, Jeff Trailer, and uh, Steve Jones. And listen to those three guys, man. And you talk about how, how I stole all that stuff from Wager, especially – I stole everything that I'm doing now with North Florida. I stole from those guys. It's, 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 it's that good. It's just program building. No exit and O's is just – Coach Jackson is, is a genius for, for marketing this thing. And I just, I just don't understand why more ADs and more coaches don't get on. Hey. You, know what's, you know what's cool about it is it's not – I think there might be a misconception – or a misnomer that it's him teaching it's, and that's not, is it so much as is that it's, he's just creating the environment for guys to bounce ideas off of instead of staying in that echo chamber, you know, that they just live in constantly. And so that's in itself is man. The ones that I've been on have been awesome. So anybody that's not subscribed to it, that elite coaches mastermind, Randy Jackson, hook it up for your programs because they are legit and that's not no no endorsement or no no paying for that yeah. it's if you really care about kids and culture and you're a coach even if you're i mean even if you're not a coach if you are a leader in a business these things exactly. translate well and so you, do yourself a favor at least check it out give yourself a chance to reject it if you don't want to I tell everybody, test drive it kick the tires if you don't like it don't come back but I'm guaranteed man you get on you get on the ones on Sunday nights, you're gonna love it. And if you don't get, if you don't take a whole page of notes or, or more, and you're really not listening because man, if somebody's gonna say something that's gonna change your your whole way of thinking. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a coach Jackson disciple, but I've learned more. And I would tell, I told Coach Jackson this, I've learned more on the on the mastermind that I, that I have my my whole time of being with him because all I knew was how he did it. Now I'm listening to these guys and getting different ideas and different views and different perspectives of how to do things. But it's almost the same way that he was doing it. But it's like, oh, I can do it this way and still get it, get it where I wanted to go. So it's been just been great for me, man. Especially being a, uh, taking over a program and want to put my my thumbprint on it. I couldn't ask for anything better. Anybody that's not familiar, if you're just picking up this episode, you're not familiar with Coach Luster or Randy Jackson, check the last two in the archives. With episodes, I think they're entitled Salt and Pepper. And uh, so so check those out. You'll hear from it that Coach Jackson's passion and and how much it's helped. And it's been two of our more wild episodes. Those were uh, quite fun, to say the least, to, to, no uh, no to record. A lot of so, fun. A lot of fun. Flanagan, you got anything you want to push out? Other than a big old fat turd? I meant like other than like. <laughs> hey, two cool things. A couple of cool things happened here. One, the fact that this is a Zoom. We rarely do Zoom. It's usually in person. So I get mm-hmm. to see the video. And um, one of the really cool things I saw was right in the middle of this thing, two young Marshall kids came in and before they went to bed had to give dad a hug and a kiss right there which speaks really really highly of you as a dad and uh, as a man and so uh, nobody can see that but I think that's pretty cool and then also Coach Luster look at 
Got yeah. a beautiful little daughter right there. Young lady. That's why he's working out so much. That's what it is. And he's stocking stocking up on guns. Best scene ever is uh, Will Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence when uh, that's right. They're standing there. What show is that? Bad Boys, man. Bad Boys. Oh, what a great scene, man. Yes, I've got two daughters, so I get it. I mean, you know, man, right. Yeah, I have five sons, and this is this is man. We I had to get me a little girl, man. And it changed, that complexion, she's, she's beautiful too, man. You yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, what's, stock what's your up, name? Bro. Tell your name. Nala. This is Nala, like from the Lion King. Like the Lion King. I love it. Yeah, what is yeah. such a good name? That's like yeah. the best name ever. That's so fitting too. Awesome. You look like a Nala, like yes. cute and adorable. But I will bite your head off if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe one one day I might go get a pedicure with her. Uh, I guarantee yeah. you will. Ah, I guarantee I you, she you, will. you. If she asked, you'll do it. That's right. We'll That's dream. Right. I'll send y'all pictures. There it is, <laughs> Coach Lester. <laughs> yes, Come sir. Back. Dude, we need to make you like we need to make like like the third member of this thing because uh, I mean, I'm hey, it, about who the read is on Wide Zone while I'm doing a podcast, putting up with you, Marshall, and. Trying to respect my man Luster right there, and I'm trying to answer a, a text with secondary and initial and secondary reads on the wide zone, and I yeah, got a lot well, of stuff I mean, going on over here. Yeah, because that couldn't wait. But I, I tell you what, man, I got nothing else. If you guys got nothing else, we'll go ahead and close the lights, turn off the lights, close the doors, and uh, call it a night here at the lounge. What do you say? Thank yeah, Coach yeah. Luster. Appreciate you, buddy. Man, appreciate y'all having me on, man. I've been on with two legends, Wager and Jackson. Both been on the, on the Texas High School Coach Association board. Both of them, man, are just changing our game and, and helping the game of football. And for for me, a little peon to be on with, with, with you guys and them, man, it, it says a lot. Appreciate you said you Leslie, guys. I thought he meant me and you, man. I don't. Yeah, no, when he said <laughs> peon, I knew he was talking about me. <laughs> but, but, no. no, the more the merrier, man. You got a permanent chair here in the lounge, oh, brother. Uh, man, just keep texting me, and, and, and um, I want to try to get on my phone because like everything doesn't work. I just, I just have my laptop with me the whole time. There it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you guys got nothing else, we're gonna call it a night. Lock it up. Turn off the lights. We'll see you next week in the lounge. Take care, everybody. All right, appreciate you guys. See you guys. See you,